Hello and welcome to MindWorks, Choose Your Thinking, live from Des Moines, Iowa, where we discuss and share our experiences with the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and hopefully talk about some strategies for living a happier, more stress-free life. We want to continue to thank our audience for listening, and remember, we are a work in progress, just like our lives. We want to remind you about our website, mindworksforme.com. That's mindworks with an X, number four, me.com. And as always, be sure to leave us any comments, suggestions, or questions you might have, or the possibility of future topics. Well, my friends, I'm Ben Stein. I'm here with the lovely Melissa Clayton, Mitch Kuhnert. We like to start off with a new check-in. It's called an attitude of gratitude. What's that? Well, here's here's the uh, simplicity. What we like to think is is that it is our thinking that frames the world around us. And if we can begin to train our minds more positively, then we will have a more positive relationship with our lives. So the idea is that if we can every day, and certainly in terms of this podcast, Focus on something that we're grateful for. So here's the example. I uh, was fortunate enough today, I had, uh, I had the possibility to play golf in the morning. So I played golf, and I play golf often. But on this particular morning, I really paid attention to the sun. I really paid attention to the fact that there was no rain. And in Iowa lately, we've had a lot of rain. Sure have. I really paid attention to the grass beneath my feet. And so, you know, we always talk about how we like to clear the mind of our thinking, but truly this morning, as I was just walking from tea to ball or ball to green, whatever it was, I, I really felt the sensation of one step, the next step, the next step. And as I was brought into the present moment, I wasn't thinking of the 100,000 things I could be thinking in the course of a day. I was truly in the present moment, and I, 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 I was grateful. And that's my attitude of gratitude. Oh, nice, nice. So I'm going to take off from that a little bit. Uh, my wife and I are doing some cleaning. Uh, and just like your mind has to be cleaned out, sometimes you've got to clean your house out too. And uh, we're in the process of kind of decluttering and we're getting ready for a garage sale. So uh, over the course of last weekend and part of this week, we've been just moving stuff into the garage. So cars are outside and... Uh, I also own a business, and on the side, I do a little DJing, wedding DJ, and I had to buy a new trailer, okay? Now, the reasons for that trailer, we don't have to go into, but ultimately, in the end, they called me and said, hey, your trailer's ready to be picked up this Saturday. So, I decided, after having a great Friday night, we had a fun event that I was out and uh, stayed up probably too late, decided it would be wise to drive three hours to Minnesota, three hours back with this new trailer, <clears throat> Now, I had a lot of time to think on my way out there, and I couldn't help but think to myself, you know, I have a lot of stuff in the garage right now. Already the vehicles can't go in. I am bringing another trailer back that also will not fit in the garage, and I, I now have two trailers. What am I going to do? Now, a lot of people would stress about this and, like, try to plan B, plan B. And I just kind of just wrote it, and I figured, like, life will figure itself out. And so often I am reminded of this every day. And in this particular instance, I got home and took a little time and posted my current trailer with a few pics on Facebook Marketplace. And I'm not kidding you, within 15 minutes, I had an offer and somebody in route to take the old trailer away. So I didn't even have to worry about, is it going to sit in the yard for two days? <laughs> Will it be along the side of the house? And I'm just reminded every day that 
you know, sometimes we we think so hard about making everything perfect and, and setting it up perfectly that we miss out on things that actually could be really easy in our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. That's was my attitude of gratitude. It's like I'm really grateful to the person that wanted that trailer, took it off my hands, and I really didn't have to think about all the things that I, like, what was I going to do? So it happens a lot. The what ifs. The what ifs. That's right. So I made a lot of New Year's resolutions. If you're anything like me, um, I haven't fulfilled a lot of those resolutions. But so my attitude of gratitude today is that um, I I realize that it's never too late to fulfill those and to reach my goals and that each day is a new day. And I'm reminded that with each change of season, I'm, I'm very excited about summer. And I know that I'm in a unique position being an educator. So I get some new starts every year with new students and new seasons. Um, but I um, I think it's important to not beat myself up that I haven't necessarily fulfilled my workout goals and that I haven't done my ab challenges that I mm. committed myself to do. And um, I wrote a lot of things down in a journal at the beginning of the year that I wanted to to maybe fix about myself or improve about myself. And those things haven't really happened. But tomorrow's a new day. And I need to think about myself in a positive light and that there are fresh starts with each new day. So <laughs> tomorrow's a new day. Even I, though it's June 3, that's right. <laughs> not January 1, I my, am going to succeed in my goals. I always say my new, new Year's resolutions start in the summertime because like I said, I'd be outside, I'll be more active, I'll yeah. burn calories. But then I somehow every activity in the summer also has beer with it. So I that and I realized quickly, I was like, that's my problem that they barbecues right right <laughs> on the boat or going to play volleyball which we'll talk about later for me but uh that's my dilemma so now i, I do get more active but i add I, things into it i, I did have too. a thought like what happens when once you accomplish your new year's resolution i mean that's a goal that everybody sets out to do my goal was to lose 10 pounds guess what i did the problem <laughs> is i've gained it back plus five more yeah yeah well, you're supposed to establish habits, right? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking not just of, goals with ends. The beauty of, of our idea, and it's not ours, we always talk about the three principles, and it originates from a man back in Scotland named Sidney Banks, and he believes in the, in the really the three cornerstones of life. It begins with the energy of the universe, which is mind. Then there's thought, and we always talk about we have 100,000 thoughts in a day, and then it's about consciousness, being aware of, of what your thinking is, and what you're thinking is doing to you. So today, we are talking about what we believe to be the difference between reacting to a situation versus responding to a situation. I like to think of a reaction as something that is very quick and impulsive and instinctual. And sometimes I think that that's the right thing to do. I think sometimes your ego is telling you that if... Um, if you are with a loved one and if they are potentially in danger, you don't take time to think about it. You just do what you know is right because it's the right thing to do. I do think that there are times when we react to certain situations which are really not life-threatening and we react in such a way that whatever negative thinking that we have, that's what compels us to make the decisions that we do instead of what I like to think of as responding, which is to put those negative thoughts away, get to a place of clarity, and then respond accordingly. 
And mm. I'm 44, and believe me, I am still trying to find this out. Okay. So, um, go ahead. So, what I'm hearing you say is that the instinct is sometimes based on um, a fear or an emotion that you have initially when someone is approaching you with something that's making you feel in negative way. Is right. that what you're saying? Right. So let's okay. say that somebody I'm working with says something to me and I hear it in their tone. Um, I believe my thinking is that they are speaking down to me. They're, mm -hmm. they're condescending. I react and I'm thinking now in a negative way. Who is this person? You're defensive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And who is this person to be talking that way to me instead of taking a moment and saying, you know what? I don't know their story. I don't know what happened this morning in their life, in their world. And possibly whatever tone they had had nothing to do with me. And I find that if I take more time to simply let the negative thoughts go to a point where either there really isn't much thought or at least I can replace it with positive thoughts, I have found that my connections with people have become much deeper. It has grown. Hmm. Now, as you're talking now, it, it, it struck something with me today. I did have a, a conversation with one of my employees, and uh, I recognized that they came and had a conversation with me in a negative space. They, they, and they were, they were reading a situation from a very negative space, and it, I, I just had to listen, and then I needed to go back to seek to understand to see if they heard the right thing. And I did find out, guess what? They didn't hear the right thing. Um, and it took a little bit of uh, seeking to understand somebody else that was maybe not as emotionally connected to the situation to come in and, and ask a, a few different questions to get a different response. And I did have a different, we, we, she had, there was a reaction that she had, a little more information, then we were able to respond a little bit more clearly. Later. And I've and I've been on that other end. We use the example in our class about, you know, you get the email from the boss, I need to see you tomorrow morning, that's all it says. Well, what is our thinking going to do? We're gonna start thinking about, oh my goodness, what did I do? What is my boss gonna say? How should I defend myself? And we come up with all of these crazy thoughts for things that haven't even happened yet. And while you like to use the example, well, maybe you've won the lottery and your boss is telling you that. Uh, that didn't quite happen to me, but I can also tell you it wasn't quite the story that I was creating in my head mm -hmm. until I actually got there and I found out what it was. And again, I, I think it was just better the fact that you respond instead of creating that negative energy, creating the story that doesn't exist. And so that even before you know the story, you already know something that's going to happen based on negative thinking, which is false. So when I was thinking about the topic of this podcast, the difference between reacting and responding, um, a lot of the things that I was coming to, um, I, I thought a lot about choice. And we've talked a lot about how being positive is a choice that you have to make and a, hab ha a habit that you have to establish. And I think that reacting versus responding is also a choice. When we react, it's based on instinct. When we respond, we are consciously making a choice about how we are going to, um, I guess, respond to a situation. Um, and that means that we have to take a second 
um, to make a conscious decision about what our values are and how we want to be remembered, how we want to define ourselves, and um, how we responded to that situation. So I, I, I think we can absolutely connect it back to the you know how to be uh, habitually happy, right? Right. Like you, you, our podcast from last time to say. Mm-hmm. This is a choice, you know, yes. and and uh, I can res- I can react negatively. I can let a negative emotion take over. But if I do that, it's kind of like we talk about. This is a practice, mm-hmm. and if I'm going to fall back on that instinct or I'm going to fall back on that negative response, then I'm not going to improve myself later on. Right, being responsible or responsive is being thoughtful and mindful about how you're going to react to something. I'm, I'm not a father. I do have a cat. But I have found that with the children of my friends, I have these paternal instincts. So that if somebody's about to fall off a chair, maybe they're going to push something off of a table, I instinctively just, I react to it. But there's no thought about it. I just do it. And I think that, that part of the idea of, of responding is that you're collecting all the data or what data that you have before you make the right decision. And sometimes you don't have all the data. I think part of our problem is that while my ego instinctively puts myself out there to protect the people that I'm with, sometimes my ego feeds me a story, which comes to find out that's just not true. And what I am realizing more and more is just because I perceive something through my eyes, that's not the way that it's always going to be is through the way that I see it. And more and more, I'm realizing there is another side of the story. And I think that when you take that time to recognize that, if nothing else, you have a much better chance of responding in a much better way than reacting with negative thinking. So I am a parent and this um, example might seem a little bit ridiculous, but I had a lot of girls over at my house last night and we had six girls sitting around my dinner table and I was and grilled hot dogs and hamburgers and I had a jar of pickles out in the middle of the table and all of a sudden there was an explosion of pickle juice everywhere. It was all over the table, all over my daughter Ella's plate. It ruined her hamburger, her french fries, it was all over the floor or whatever. So my immediate emotional response was anger. (laughs) I was physically and mentally angry and I wanted to yell. um, But I took a deep breath and I didn't want to embarrass her in front of her friends. I didn't want her um, friends to go back to their parents and, you know, say, oh, my gosh, Melissa is so mean, (laughs) whatever. Um, So I took a deep breath and I realized that Ella was just trying to get a pickle out of the jar. She wanted to eat a pickle and it was the the lid was screwed on too tight. And when she opened it, it exploded everywhere. And so I just grabbed a couple of paper towels and said, let's clean this up and reacted calmly to the situation. And after I did that, I was super proud of myself. (laughs) I've experienced that a lot with milk lately. Yeah, right. We're um, moving away from sippy cups. But and I just, I, after I looked back on it and reflected on it, I felt proud of myself. I felt like, wow, that was a good parenting situation. I could have reacted way differently. And I didn't regret um, the, the way that I responded or how I acted in front of her friends. And I modeled being patient 
to Ella and to the rest of the kids at the table, and it just felt good. I'm glad I did that, and I need to do that moving forward with maybe some more important situations. <laughs> and, and that comes back to your thinking. Your thinking created the feeling. The feeling created an action. Right. And from that action, you saw the result. Yeah, I thought she was just messing around and trying to make mess, but really she just wanted a pickle. I saw the finals are going on. I'm fascinated, right, for the finals in the NBA. Maybe not so much before it, but definitely when we get to the finals. And I just saw this show. It's called Q-Ball, and it's the uh, San Quentin Correctional Facility. And so they have a basketball team, and uh, they're they're like – I don't even know how to say it, the younger brothers of the Golden State Warriors. And there's this one gentleman who's trying to make it onto the Golden State Warriors. I'm not even sure how that story is going to evolve. But it was interesting how one of the inmates, and and I'm, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. Whatever happened yesterday does not define you. It's what happens now. It's what you do now and moving forward. I think for a lot of, of, of the people that I saw, they had committed these crimes and they believed that's who they were. No, that's not who you are. Um, that's just something that you did, and you're paying the price for it. And there was this, this gentleman who talked about how he went to a San Francisco Giants game when he was a kid. He's probably 17 or 18 years old. And the Giants lost, and he and his buddies, they're in his car. And, you know, there's this crowd walking out of the, of the stadium, and there's this group of, of, you know, young men, and they're upset because the Giants lost, and this one guy just starts banging on his window, not realizing that he and his buddies were in the car. So he kept moving forward and as the driver of the car and he was a kid at the time 17 18 years old he started thinking oh my god what are my friends in my car going to think about me not reacting to think to this and he let what he believed their negative thinking define what he was going to do in that situation he did react he chased down the guy they got into a fight he pulled out a knife he ended up killing him And I think that if there was a moment to respond, a moment to have some clarity and take all of that negative thinking and just put it aside and come to a place of clarity, then you realize, look, it's not that big of a deal. Maybe he shouldn't have been banging on my window, but you know what? I could just politely say, hey, man, could you not do that and be cool with it? Um, But it's the way that he reacted. And I I say this to my, I teach eighth graders. I say this to my kids all the time, every single one of us we're all one bad decision away from something bad happening. Mm -hmm. And I think more often than not, those bad decisions come when we react to an event Mm -hmm. instead of taking the time to put those negative thoughts at bay and respond in an appropriate fashion. I think it's funny because like uh, our uh, sand volleyball league started last night. And so we had a double header, which we normally only play one game. We had two games. It's the first night. We haven't really touched a volleyball since last summer so it's been a long time since we played and uh we i play with my wife and we have another couple that plays and and it's just interesting the dynamic of a competitive sport when and and, a, and having your spouse on the same team right we always talk about like let's not stand next to each other because <laughs> i get competitive <laughs> and it's super easy to like first of all I'm not perfect in this game. And I, and I sometimes I think I, I think I am right. Mm -hmm. I'm really good. I'm never the one that makes the mistake. And I I know that's not true, but that's my ego talking, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you see everybody else make this mistake and you get frustrated, especially if it's a close game. We, and we did have a good game. The first game was phenomenal and it was close. We ended up winning, 
But I just, I, I go through an emotional roller coaster through that. I react a lot in competitive situations. And sometimes I react to my wife. We've gotten better. I've, I've practiced this. And like I said, last night I would say that probably had one of the best times when we, when I, but I had to purposely be like, good job. Next time we got it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you talk about that coaching aspect. Like we have to do that in our thinking as well. Because it's really easy to slip into, oh my God. I can't believe they just missed that that pass. Or, oh, my God, I can't. What kind of hit was that? And I just have to remind myself, it's a game, first of all. It should be fun. It should just be something, again, that I'm having a beer at probably, which it was. But not to get so reactive and just enjoy what this is. This is a time my wife and I get to be away from the kids, just be mm-hmm. together as a couple, enjoying an activity. Win, lose, or draw, that's the win. And that's the that's what I have to continue to remind myself. But... Well, I have to be honest, when, it, when the game's tied, m- m- competitive Mitch comes out and he can be an ass. He can be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> sometimes the best sometimes reaction is just to and response yep. is to keep your mouth shut. That's right. <laughs> and in terms of relationships, one way or another, we are all familiar with toilet paper gate, whether it goes <laughs> over, whether it goes under. But Honestly, or like replacing some, it when it needs. But to be some people replaced, react to that. You know, if it's not the right way, some people react, and they're like, "Why is this person doing that? You know, how is that going to affect me?" So, I I think that it's better just to take a moment again, let the thoughts go, and respond, and decide what's important, mm-hmm. right? So, um, if we're gonna take any advice from this, I think that um, I one thing that I think happens when we react is that we give our power away. Um, Again, reacting and responding and how we're going to respond is a choice that we make based upon how we want people to perceive us or remember us and what our values are. Um, Because when we react too quickly and we react negatively, um, there are consequences that come from that. And we have to live with the regret that comes from those consequences. when do we, we react have too to li- quickly? Do we have to live with it, Melissa? Do we have to live with it, or oh, we <laughs> is don't it in the past live now? With it. it is in the past, but it's so hard <laughs> not to think about the things that you could have done differently. And mm-hmm. I think that we all know that. And sometimes reacting also escalates a situation to a level where it just didn't need to go, creates problems that didn't need to exist in the first place. So, um, I think one of the takeaways is that we need to breathe. Um, when we encounter negative people or situations that we perceive to be negative, whether or not they are or not, because um, we don't necessarily know what people's intentions are, um, we need to count, maybe, um, give ourselves some space and time, and that time will give us the power to choose how we're going to respond to a situation based on what our values are. What are we going to be proud of, and what might we regret in the future based on how we responded to something. And I, would, I think we'd always argue there's two ways to look at it. You can go negative or you can go positive. You right. really can. Again, here comes choice again. Right. And the practice is, is can we keep it positive? You know, as, as we're talking, I'm reminded that I, I think they say something, everything you ever needed to know in life, you learned when you were in kindergarten or something like that. There were two thoughts that occurred. One, I was reminded the simplicity of when you're upset, take a moment, breathe and count to 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. We say it, we don't do it. But I think mm-hmm. that if you did it, you'd have a, a much better um, response to situations. 
And the other thing that, that occurred to me was the idea that, you know, if you can't say something nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't say anything at all. Right. And what I have found is that there is a very common language, a universal language of silence, which we all understand. We don't have to say everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we say an awful lot by not saying anything at all. And I'm reminded, you know, we start talking about what are our, our goals for the upcoming week. And I always go back, and this is probably now the second or third time that I've done this. I'm going to take the line from Hamilton where uh, Aaron Burr gives the advice to Hamilton. And he says, talk less, smile more. So as I'm thinking about our upcoming goals for the week as we conclude this podcast, that is my goal for the week. Talk less, smile more. That's exciting, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, you can't see it, but I'm smiling at him. And I hope that they're sincere smiles because there are people that would take the smile <laughs> in the <laughs> wrong way. A passive aggressive smile. That's sarcastic smile. Sarcastic smile. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is true. <laughs> but I do agree that sometimes silence is the, is the best response. So um, I think that my goals for the week um, are to continue to have that good feeling that came with having the right response um, because it did feel good. And I, again, it felt good to model that to, to my kids and um, to not have the regret of reacting in a negative, angry way um, based on intentions that weren't real <laughs> in the long run. So just to take a few seconds and to breathe and to give my spell, my, myself the space to make the right decisions. My goal always is just, I got to be present, still be present, be in the moment. Can't change it tomorrow. Can't change it. Can't or can't predict tomorrow and can't change yesterday. So continue to live in the moment. So appreciate everybody listening. Uh, remember www.mindworksforme.com mind works m-i-n-d-w-o-r-x number four me.com you'll see some of our other podcasts you'll see some writings that we've done and the biggest thing that we like to do is we want to come out and we want to share it we want to come to your business we want to come to your correctional facility we want to come to your school we want to share with you how your thinking is creating the world around you and you want to live in a positive place Make your thoughts more positive. Bottom line, keep listening. Read up on Sid Banks, too. Don't just take our word for it. There's a lot of resources out there that we're very proud of uh, promoting, and we'll continue to work uh, for all of you. So hopefully next time, we'll see you then.